Coming up on the Kane Violation, I'm going to talk about five more NBA teams and tell you why they're not at their apex mountain, meaning they will not win the 2021 NBA Finals. Those teams are the Dallas Mavericks, Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers, Portland Trailblazers, and the Sacramento Kings. But first, here's some live grunge. All right, our first team is the Dallas Mavericks. Highest paid player is Kristaps Porzingis, now making $29 million to play 40 games a year. Longest tenured player is Dwight Powell, who Dallas actually acquired from my Celtics back in the 2014 Rondo trade. God, I wish we, I wish we kept Powell, you know? Instead of giving them Rondo and Dwight Powell, couldn't we have given them, like, Rondo and James Young? I I think that would have worked out better for us. I don't know. 43-32 and 32 was their record last season, and they put up a good fight, but were eliminated by the Clippers in the first round in the bubble last year. And, you know, speaking of Dwight Powell, it's kind of funny how... He might have actually altered history a little bit. I mean, Luka Doncic is, you know, let's be honest, he's probably going to be an all-timer. I mean, I I don't think that's an exaggeration. He's one of the best young players in a long time. But let's not forget, Luka, he wore number seven before he came to the NBA. He did wear 77 as well in another spot earlier in his career. But let's be honest. If he could have worn number seven, I think he would have. But Luca didn't get his number because Dwight Powell was already wearing it for the Mavericks. I don't know. So that, that means Luca had to pick 77. And you wonder, since Luca's such a great player, is this going to set a trend where other young players coming into the NBA want to wear the number 77? Who knows? All I say to that is stay tuned. Um, so, yeah, some folks have these guys at the three seed in the West. I think that's too high. I have them at number six. I mean, Luka's amazing, but mostly everyone else is, um, I don't know. Like, like every other player on the roster, I'd say, is Solid. Solid. Porzingis uh, is supposed to come back next month, but, I mean, you know, who knows? Who knows? They always say that, you know. Will he be back in January, or is it going to be February? Or, you know, maybe maybe the playoffs? Maybe the playoffs? Who knows? The guy never finishes the season. He always gets shut down early. So, I don't know. I put them six... Because the health of Kristaps is suspect. And I think the top two teams in the West are the Clippers and Lakers. So, you know, the Mavericks are going to be competing against the Jazz and Nuggets. They will be all right. They have enough depth to move forward. Whereas if Luka gets hurt, the Mavericks are in a lot of trouble. That's all I'm saying. 
obviously they're going to have some great wins. They're going to be a decent team, but I think, I think there's going to be a little, uh, little up and down going on here. So I have them as a sixth seed. One guy I really like on the roster, I guess, uh, is Jalen Brunson. You know, usually when teams draft a backup point guard in the second round, they never stick with their original team, like uh, Spencer Dimwitty, for example. Although he's actually been starting recently. Anyways, I don't know. We'll see. At least they have. At least the Mavs have a lot of energy guys. You know, Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway Jr., even James Johnson. Who uh, is he a point guard? I mean, I had no idea he had good ball handling skills. I was watching him <laughs> Christmas Day against the Lakers, bringing up the ball. It was like what? But you know. He's a good guy to have, you know. If someone's messing with Luca, James Johnson can step in, and uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna mess with James Johnson. Let's just say that. So you know, let's move on to the next team, and that is the Milwaukee Bucks. Highest paid player is Chris Middleton, not Giannis. Although that will change next year. You know, longest tenured player. Is Giannis Antetokounmpo? I was actually at Giannis's second NBA game that he ever played. Second, which also happened to be his first NBA win. Uh, Bucks lost their first game that year, so you know bragging rights. You know, you know, it was the Celtics and Bucks. The Celtics lost. It was a Celtics home game, and dude, let me tell you, it was packed. There was a line all the way out to the Tobin Bridge. There were children, young children in the middle of Route 95, just wanting to see a glimpse of rookie Giannis because everyone knew, everyone knew that this guy was the future MVP of the league. And they wanted to be there to see one of his first NBA games. I mean, kids were swarmed all over the Bucks tunnel to try and get a Giannis autograph. They had their hands out. They were trying to grab Giannis. They wanted his jersey. I'm kidding. None of this happened. Uh, no one had any idea that Giannis was going to be this good. In fact, I don't. I don't even remember seeing him play. Like I, I was at this game. I, I, I don't have a mental picture of seeing him on the court playing. But you know, I obviously had to have seen him because I was watching the game. I just forget. And looking at the box score, he played twelve minutes. So, you know, I, I definitely saw him. I, j I just don't remember. That was an interesting night, actually. I, I had box seats. This is the first time I ever sat in box seats. And I was with some of my coworkers. We got the tickets from work. And, um... God, I haven't seen those coworkers in forever. But, uh, you know what? I'm going to tell the rest of the story another time. Let's, uh, let's not get too off the beaten path here. All right, the Bucks were 56 and 17 last year with the best record in the NBA, but they got upset by the overachieving Miami Heat in the second round. So, 
You know, it really made a lot of folks think that Giannis was probably going to leave the Brew City in 2021 free agency, but nope. He didn't, and you know why? Because I think Giannis has a soul. A good soul. A good soul. Not too many players seem to give a crap about the city they play for, especially if they don't win a chip for half a dozen years you know, first half of their career, whatever. I know Giannis has a much longer career ahead of him, but he's been there for, what, seven seasons? I don't know. I, I'm not great at math. But Giannis, I, he, he's a different book. <laughs> he, he's of a different breed, you know. I hope he retires a buck. We need Giannis, Lillard, and Curry to be the next Kobe, Dirk, and Duncan in terms of team loyalty. Yeah. 20 years, 20 years, 19 years, whatever it is, they got to stay with their team. You know, hopefully, Giannis, it's 25 years. Hopefully for 25 years, he'll be a buck. So that means he would retire in, like, 20... Oh, my God, that would mean, like, 2038? Jesus. No, that can't be right. 2038? Is that right? That's crazy. Um, but yeah, first game was against the Celtics. I thought the Bucks were going to win this game. I was so shocked that they... <laughs> hey, that, that Tatum shot, that was luck. I'm a Celtics fan. I did not think that was going in. It didn't look like it was going in. I mean, the guy banked it. No one no one tries to bank an NBA shot. Right? I mean, some people, I don't know, Westbrook would do it sometimes. Tim Duncan would kind of do it. But, like, you know, more often than not, they're not trying to bank shots, especially three-pointers. Jeez, come on. So, you know, we lucked out on that one. Uh, got it. It's kind of awkward seeing uh, Dante DiVincenzo and uh, DJ Wilson on the court. I mean, that it must be so weird for them. I mean, maybe they just have, like, good leadership there. Maybe they like Giannis and Chris Middleton a lot. They like Bud. But, like, these guys were supposed to be getting traded. To the Sacramento Kings, obviously the Bogdan, um, Bogdan, yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, trade didn't go through, but my God, it, I don't know that because surely they got a call saying they're going to Sacramento, or they at least saw it on Twitter, and we're probably like, oh shit, well, gonna have to pay those California taxes now. Which would be okay if I was on the Lakers, but I'm on the Kings, so, you know, different story. Um, I don't know. It must be weird, but, you know, what are they going to do? What are they going to demand a trade? DJ Wilson, man, he's lucky to be in the freaking league for all I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the bench, they looked alright. Uh, Connaughton who's from Massachusetts, he's 
He's always solid. He hit two threes in the first half. Uh, Giannis had a crazy block on Grant Williams. Oh, that was tough to see. I mean, it was great on Giannis, but, you know, that was ugly, Grant. Jeez. Um, but, yeah, this this team, they really make you pay when you miss. They're, uh, they're such quick pace. And the Celtics, man, they sh- just chucking up three after three. Embarrassing. Missing. And then, you know, you get an outlet pass from Drew Holiday. Up the court to DiVincenzo. Easy layup. God, Middleton. Chris Middleton continuing to give me nightmares. This guy doesn't go away. Always hitting these these shots. I don't know how they didn't win this game. I really don't. And then they played the Warriors the other night. Um, it wasn't much of a game, or that—that that was a Christmas game, actually. Yeah, it was kind of a joke. You know, Warriors. We talked about them already, but um, that was just an easy game for the Bucks. I mean, that their bench actually showed up, and you had—I think Bobby Portis had a double double. I mean, it it was a blowout. I mean, you had Giannis's brother, Thanasis, you know, playing hard. You know, I just I loved it. They would, they would show Giannis's reaction every time his brother got a bucket, and then they had Sam Morrill in the game. I thought it was DiVincenzo, though. So I I was watching the end of the game. And like I, so my laptop is super small. It's uh, well, it's not that it's small. It's more that it's just far away from me. Like my living room table. My wife likes it in a certain spot. She gets pissed when I move it. Yada, yada you know that it is what it is. So I gotta place this thing on the living room table, and I'm on the couch. And, you know, kind of far away. You know, sometimes I mix up the. Two white guys that have different color hair but still kind of look like each other. Sam Morrill and Dante DiVincenzo. But, um, yeah, why why would the Bucks not win the finals? They're close. They're close. But I, you know what? I'm going to say they're bench. They're bench. Not that great. You're relying on Bobby Portis every night? When he gets suspended for punching the ref in the playoffs, it's Bryn Forbes and DJ Augustine and Connaughton. Not convinced. Not convinced. I think think they need to make a move if they're, uh, you know, if they're really serious about uh, winning a chip this year. Just saying. They do have Giannis locked up long term, so not a, not as much urgency as it would be if uh, he was a free agent next season. But, nah, I, I don't see it. Top teams in the West are, uh, are better than them. All right. Next team, the Philadelphia 76ers, the city of brotherly love. Their highest paid player, is it Ben Simmons? 
Nope. Is it Joel Embiid? Heck no. Although he is their longest tenured player. Their highest paid player is Tobias Harris, making $33 million. Cool. 43-30 and 30 was their record last year, and they lost the first round to uh, us. So, you know, I think Philly will definitely be better than last year, but they're still not contenders with this roster. They do have some wiggle room to improve everything. Danny Green, Mike Scott, Vincent Poirier's expiring contracts give them around $23 million in salary to throw in a trade. Now, the problem is the Sixers don't have that many draft picks to throw around. So, you know, they might actually have to throw in one of their um, talented young guys, you know, like Lil Milkshake, Shake Milton, or uh, Matisse Thibel, who... I'm actually kind of surprised didn't get a lot of playing time in um, the first game against the Wizards. I think they brought him in for def- uh, defensive possession at the end of the game. But uh great defender. I wish the Celtics didn't trade him. Much rather have him over Carson Edwards, let me tell you. So, you know, they got to try and, uh, you know, Get teams to bite. Maybe Korkmaz. Maybe they'll throw in Korkmaz. Something. But who would their targets be? I don't know. Maybe like Buddy Heald. Victor Oladipo. Although, is he? I feel like Victor Oladipo is the only guy who uh, believes he's still an all-star. Because, uh, I don't know. I'm just not really seeing it. <laughs> it kind of looks like... Victor Oladipo on the Thunder, if we're being honest. feel bad, though. Maybe Zach Levine, maybe he's a target. Heck, maybe Charlotte's just like here. Have Terry Rozier. We don't need any young guys. Just give us all those expiring contracts. Awesome. We do not want to pay Terry Rozier uh, for another season after this one. You can have him. Thank you. Maybe Eric Bledsoe can be had for cheap. George Hill. I don't know. I guarantee they're going to upgrade this roster, though. I mean, Daryl Morey, he's he's good. He likes to get creative when it comes to trades. Um, So, yeah, their first game was against the Wizards. I really like Simmons' defense on Westbrook. Very smart, letting... <laughs> Westbrook shoot threes. It wasn't the best game for Philly. They kind of won it last minute. But, hey, a W is a W. It was, at one point, they went through like a two-and-a-half-minute scoring drought. And I was like, oh, Jesus. What are they doing? What are they doing? Maxi, his first NBA play, he stepped out of bounds. You know, rookie mistake. But you know what? Then he scored a layup right away, and, you know, he, he made some uh, good passes, you know. And that's, that's all you can really 
ask for. And actually, it was during it was during this game when they announced that um, that Harden was getting fined. Um, yeah, then the the Sixers. Who they? I think they played the Knicks the next game. Yeah, they played the Knicks. They blew them out. So they're two and zero now. They're on tonight, I think. I'm recording this on Sunday night. Hopefully, we'll release it by the end of the night. So yeah, I don't, I don't know the Sixers. They're not gonna win it this year. Come on, guys. Not gonna win it. Not good enough. Do I do I have to say more? You really think Doc's gonna lead you to the chip this year? He's not. Hey, God. <laughs> He's not. He's not gonna do it. Well, you know, Joel. No. He's not even gonna have a voice by the end of the season. Poor guy. He should he should have taken a year off. I saw a picture of him in twenty thirteen and he looks so much better. You know, he was actually in shape. Well, no, he wasn't in shape, but, like, he looked healthier. I mean, my God. Honestly. Honestly. Um, okay. Next team is the Portland Trailblazers. Man, a lot going on with these guys. Uh, how about that, uh, that game last night? Rockets overtime? Blazers ended up getting the W. Good for them. So their longest tenured and highest paid player is Damian Lillard, of course. 35-39 and 39 was their record last season, and they snuck into the playoffs via the play-in tournament. And um, last season, that was kind of the end of the hype train, though. So they beat the Lakers in the first game of the bubble last year. And then, of course, ESPN overreacts and starts uh, like a Lakers first-round loss narrative. But that quickly changes because the Lakers win four straight. No, that was tough to watch. Blazers didn't really have enough guys to stay on the court. You need dudes who can hold their own in the playoffs. And it got to the point where the Blazers were starting... Yusuf Nurkic and Hassan Whiteside at the same time. And man, when Nurkic is cooking, he's amazing. <laughs> but he was so tired in the playoffs at the end of last year that it was kind of hard to watch. He was making so many mental mistakes, huffing and puffing. You could just tell. You could just tell how gassed he was. You couldn't really criticize him because you could tell he, like, he he was trying, like he wanted to, he wanted to play, but he just was not in shape. I mean, he he was out for most of the year, so it just caught up to him. Guy was literally about to pass out, so you know he gets a pass on that. But let's focus on this season. So they lost their first game against the Jazz. That was. A little alarming. It was by a decent amount. I think it was around 20 that they lost by. Damian Lillard didn't even score a bucket in the first half, which was very eerie. It was just very unlike him. And then, oh, God. 
get mellow Houston Rocket flashbacks here. Coming off the bench, bricking long twos. Multiple possessions straight. Not good. Not good. You know, this is almost like the guy you expected to see when the Blazers signed him last year. But, no, that didn't happen. So I'm wondering... Is this is this all because Mello's coming off the bench? I don't know. I don't think you can start Mello, right? Like, what's he gonna play? The four? Because you got Covington. Covington at the three. Covington can play the four too. I don't know. They might just have to start him for like the first minute of the game, just so he doesn't. <laughs> So he he plays okay. Um, how do I don't even I didn't see how he did in the last game. I don't think he played much though. I, I don't even think he played a single overtime minute against the Rockets. Let's let's look at their roster as a whole here. I think this is really interesting. I don't talk about this with every team, but uh, I noticed something when I was looking at their whole roster. Something seemed off, and then I realized they were short a couple players. They have only 15 total players on this roster. Now, in the NBA, you can have 17 players total on your roster. You know, 15 regular players, then uh, you got a couple two-way players. But the Blazers, I'm seeing only 14 on guaranteed deals, and then they have one two-way player. So why is this? Well, I looked into it, and it's because the luxury tax line this year is $132 million. And to put this in brash terms, I mean, I don't want to get all Nate Duncan, Danny LaRue on you guys here. They're the professionals. I'm not. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll try, to, uh, try to put this in simpler brash terms like I said if all the teams players salaries add up to over 132 million dollars is for every NBA team then basically your owner's gonna have to pay a shitload of taxes and it gets even worse if the team is a repeat offender which is when um you're so, hold on, let me read it here. If your team has spent over the luxury tax line for three out of the previous four seasons, then every dollar over that $132 million tax line um, gets gets all kind of uh, all kinds of like interests added to it. You know, it's kind of like when a, a drug dealer's pissed at you. You can all relate to that, right? Like, you know, when you're when your uh, mean drug dealer uh, is demanding money from you and he's pissed that, you know, you haven't given him the money yet, so he's like, hey, hey, you know, I'm going to start charging you interest. So basically the, the teams, you know, when they're over the tax line, they get charged all this interest. And, you know, look, these owners, they can afford it. They can. They're billionaires. But, you know... They're, uh, I, I, I don't know, I can't relate to it, but apparently when they're losing money, they, uh, 
they'll get depressed and, you know, get all emo. It's like, dude, you're fine. Just just go out, have a nice steak. You're not going to keep losing money, you know? It's only temporary. Rich people. Um, so, <laughs> right now the Blazers are at $130 million with all their salaries added up. So, like I said, the tax line's 132 They do not want to go over that. So, they're basically like, we're not signing any more players. We're done. So, I mean, they'll probably sign, like, a, a veteran player at the end of the year, you know, where he's only making, like, 200 k for a couple months because you're paid weekly in the NBA. It's it's not like you get all your uh, yearly salary at once. Your yearly salary is divided by, like, the number of NBA games you play, whatever. Losers. So anyways, yeah, it was it was kind of funny seeing Melo and Cantor on the court together. Two guys that got traded for each other. Melo has got to be one of the loudest guys on the court. Like, like vocally. Like, every time he yells, I can hear him very clearly. Like, Rudy Gobert, like, hit his elbow at one point. And he just yells, oh, shit! I kind of miss Cantor. Yeah. Him going up and getting those offensive rebound putbacks always used to pump me up when he was on the Celtics last year. He even, he did it. He's done it the last couple nights. And it's like, oh, I kind of miss this. Even though we have Tristan Thompson now, he does it. But still, Cantor, Cantor's a fun guy. But then in the first game, he did it and literally gave up an easy bucket on the other end shortly after. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This guy plays defense like a tube man at a car dealership. Lillard, yeah, like I say, he didn't score in the first half. Um, but he did a nice job setting people up. There was one play where um, he was isoing, looked like he was going to drive it to the rim. Goes in really quick, straight to the bucket, then wham, throws a perfect pass in the corner to a wide-open Gary Trent Jr. and swish. Gary Trent Jr. did not get a lot of minutes in the Rockets game. Kind of interesting. They played more Simons instead of Gary Trent. Is Gary Trent going to become available? Celtics. Carson Edwards in a first round pick. Do it. Yeah, I mean the Blazers. They're not going to win the championship. I'm sorry, guys. I would. I th I think it would be freaking awesome if they won the championship. I love. I love guys who, uh, superstars who stay loyal to their teams. Damian Lillard's the definition of that. I, this guy, you, you never hear him wanting to leave Portland, you know? He doesn't, he doesn't say any weird stuff to the media. It's all, yeah, no, I'm here. I'm, I'm staying here. It's like, awesome. Wish we had more guys like that. But um, I have them down as the eighth seed this year. I think it's going to be kind of similar to last year. Ups and downs, maybe an injury or two here and there. Hopefully not, but, you know, it, it doesn't... The Blazers, they 
they always seem to get hampered by injuries. It's just kind of been the way it is. Maybe there's a, a James Harden trade in the works. I don't know. It would be really, really tough to pull off, especially midseason, because the Blazers would need to put like a, a lot of players into the deal to add up to uh, the amount of money that James Harden's making, and I just I don't I don't think they have it. And then of course. So if, like, the Blazers send back seven players, that means the Rockets are going to have to open up seven roster spots to make the deal work. Meaning they'd have to trade back seven players or, you know, send back four players and then waive three others. It's it's complicated. So I, I just don't think it's going to happen. But they do have, they have some extra salaries. They can upgrade. Maybe Rodney Hood. They can use that sal actually probably not Rodney Hood. I don't know. You know what? Maybe they're not gonna make a trade. Maybe they're just gonna keep this roster. And our last team. The Sacramento Kings. Highest paid and longest tenured player is Buddy Heald. They were 31-41 and 41 last year and have not made the playoffs since 2006, making it the longest postseason drought in the NBA. Now, sadly, this team kind of replaced the Clippers years ago as the punching bag of the league. You know, front office doesn't manage their roster too well, Hell, they don't even manage their own employees that well. That CRO embezzled $13 million from the team, and he almost got away with it. De'Aaron Fox, let me tell you, my eye is on him. He'd be great as a starting point guard for a team in the East that Gigi Datomi used to play on. And no, I'm not talking about the Pistons. But I mean... Shout out to them. Shout out to the Kings beating one of the Western Conference finalist teams last year in their opening game. They beat the Nuggets. Buddy Heald looked great. 45% from beyond the arc on 11 shots. He put in the game-winning basket as well. He, he really does have a, a, a pretty-looking stroke. I'll say that, especially when he's in the corner. He just launches that three up. The Kings, you know, they said an all-around uh, good team effort. I mean, seven out of their nine players scored in double digits, including um, Tyrese Halliburton, who actually played a lot in his NBA debut, 30 minutes. But yeah, then you got Belicha, who's got the body frame of Jokic. You got Rashawn Holmes, uh... The announcers describe uh, his shot as a uh, knuckleball. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of a strange, like one-handed floater that he puts up. Uh, and then Corey Joseph, guy hasn't missed a game since 2017, apparently. So you know he's gonna give you a solid, like six eight points a game. So yeah. Great win for the Kings, but the bad news is that uh, you guys are probably going to finish last place in the West this year. I mean, the thing with the Kings is that they'll start off decent. People will turn their heads like, oh, man, 
What about the Kings? I, th- I think this is the year they're going to make the playoffs, but uh, what do you think? You think they're going to make the playoffs? I mean, my God, they already won 10 games. It's, it's not even January yet. They already won 10 games. But, you know, then they go on a bad losing streak and, um, no, breaks their team's spirit. And their uh, coach can't turn things around. Can't get them motivated. Because players are like, oh, yeah, that's right. We play on the Kings. We're not supposed to go to the playoffs. Whoever, whoever turns this franchise around is going to be a god. Luke Walton certainly ain't doing it. I mean, his players don't even respond to his iMessages. They just, they need to overhaul the front office. That's what they need to do. They they should do what the Knicks do. Just hire all the Kentucky guys. Hire, hire all the Duke guys. What's the best college team out there? You know? Duke? North Carolina, isn't that a good one? Yeah, just hire all those guys. Hire, hire Rich Paul. Just hire. Just hey, you're the GM, Rich Paul. You're the GM. Hire, hire the head of CAA. Then that's one. All the players. I don't know. Just, just hire someone that isn't who you have now. Let's just say that. Do I even really need to explain why the Kings aren't going to win the championship this year? They're a last place team. All right, guys, I'm realizing that five teams is a lot to do each week. I'm going to do it till I get to all 30, but after that, I'm going to scale down. I'm going to I'm going to actually do only two teams each week. So, you know, I will be able to go more in depth on each team. Oh yeah, this is the last episode of 2020. Good. This year sucked. <laughs>